Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we throw them on our big list that's getting out of hand. <laughs> Things are places, it's guys. It's going to get a lot bigger, yeah. It's so big. There's so many movies on this list. This is episode 132. I am John. With me, as always, is James. Hey. And Dustin. Hello. So, before we get into this week's movie, Baby Driver, James. <laughs> Um, what, what do you got for me? Did you watch? Well, I watched uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. 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 What'd you think? Um, yeah, I thought it was all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. A lot of hunting. That That's about it. It was all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was amazing, but it was fun enough for what it was, I thought. Funny little anecdote about Birds of Prey. I saw a big old uh, big old eagle sitting in a field yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just want to bring that up. <laughs> cool. Big old eagle uh, just sitting there. I think Margot Robbie is so great, though, in that part. Like yeah, she- I mean, right. <laughs> wow. Uh, Wait, you got, you got a hot take here? I feel like oh, you have a hot take no, bubbling under the surface. I don't have... I, I don't have hot takes ever. The way <laughs> the way you put words together, my friend. Yeah, it's really smart. Like poetry. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to talk about my eagle that I saw again? Because I think <laughs> there's there's more meat on that bone. <laughs> no, I think you pretty much told that story. There's crows everywhere. There's a big old eagle just sitting there. <laughs> I drove past it twice. Um, you turned around and went back? Uh, yeah, well, I went somewhere, and then I came back the same way. The <laughs> eagle had moved. I thought it was gone, and I just moved over about 100 yards. You know, it was very comic booky. Yeah. <laughs> Birds of prey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. stupid observation. Yeah. No, I thought it was, uh, it was like a lot more like uh, Tim Burton style. Tim Burton? Oh, interesting. Not, not in like the Tim Burton weird way, but like Tim Burton and it's very comic booky. Like, yeah, okay. I get, like I get the Christopher you. Nolan stuff is not so... Like a little more campy. Yeah, a little more campy. I liked the... Uh, I thought the action was pretty good. Like the fighting and stuff. Yeah. What's his name? Did it, eh? The John Wick guy. Choreographed the fights in that movie. Too. Oh, did he? That's my understanding, yeah. Oh, he, just chore- he just choreographed it? I think so, yeah. yeah okay. He didn't direct the movie. But yeah. Uh, so like some of the hand-to-hand stuff I thought was, was pretty fun. Like when she's in that evidence room uh, having the fight with the cops and stuff. Yeah. Yep, that's about it. It's kind of meh. Yep. <laughs> Did you watch anything else? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> we're off to a weird start. Yeah, here. really weird. <laughs> I mean, I did. I have on my list um, Repo Man. Oh, yeah. Um, Gotta watch that. Every night I, I'm going to watch it, and then, you know, something gets in the way. and. I don't. Damnation. Oh, you what? But you watched uh, that Junk Man movie. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, actually, that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, Junk Man. Uh, recommended by. Oh yeah, uh, a listener of ours, Ryan Rao. I want to say. Yeah, on Instagram, and because uh, I guess it's from the same guy from Gone in sixty seconds. Right. Yeah, he directed Gone in the original Gone in sixty seconds yeah. as well. And. Uh, it's an interesting movie. Yeah, he uh they wreck a lot of cars. It's a really weird movie. Yeah. I I'd actually heard a podcast uh review it not too long ago. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds fun. It it's pretty crazy. I mean, crazy car chases, a lot of wrecked vehicles. There's planes dropping bombs. There <laughs> you know, there's a Goodyear blimp involved. There's like it it just gets weird. It's just a kind of an excuse to have like huge 
car crashing scenes and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess he like used all his a, a lot of his own vehicles to wreck just oh, to yeah. make the movie, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I've been mean I want to check that out ever since I heard the uh I think junk food dinner I heard them talking about that, so. Oh yeah. Cool. Sounds cool. Um Let's see. I watched. Uh, I just watched last night this movie called Becky. That's like brand new. It has um, Joel McHale and has Kevin James as a not neo Nazi. Oh yeah, guy. this oh, fucking movie that keeps popping up everywhere. You watch this? I watched it. Yeah. Why? I was interested to see what it was like, uh, and it actually was pretty decent. It's like kind of like Home Alone, except if it was a girl instead of a boy, and if she oh. actually like fucking kill brutally killed. The invaders. Oh, instead nice. Of, uh, so there's actually a fair amount of gore in it. Some pretty good gore. So I should watch it. Um, I I don't know. It was kind of weird, you know, watching Kevin James not be um, like Paul Blart or something. But uh, yeah, he wasn't bad. But he it, he didn't like really stand out as being like like oh this is gonna send him in a new career direction and he's gonna start right. being dramatic or something. I didn't I didn't feel like it was like a a powerful something you know performance or something. But he, he certainly wasn't bad in the role. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's kind of weird in that way. But uh, so yeah, Joel McHale plays the father of the teenage girl and then their home, home gets invaded by these Nazis that have escaped uh, from like a prison bus. Okay. Joel McHale has a small role. Pretty small, yeah. He plays, uh, it reminds me, he the other movie uh, he's in where he's the, oh fuck, Dustin, I'm, you're my Google here. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's a teacher or something. He's having an affair with a... Oh, yeah. That was um, Assassination that, Nation. Yeah, I like that yeah. movie. Yeah, that was, had some cool stuff going on. It was it. a good movie. I thought. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought this Becky was decent. It was entertaining enough. Kept my attention. And yeah, like I said, there's some pretty fun gore stuff in it. So it's not by no means like a great movie, but it's an entertaining enough movie for your for your quarantine times. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I don't know if I would call this a an avoid or not. This is going to be like a go with God <laughs> sort of thing. Oh, uh, that's not good. <laughs> I watched this movie called Microwave Massacre. Okay, uh, it's from 1979. It's about this. Uh, it's like a. It's, I don't know. It's supposed to be a horror movie, but it's really just like a stupid comedy. Does a microwave come to life? Uh, no. There's this <sighs> man. His wife has this new microwave. And she's cooking all their meals in it. And she it's like this giant fucking it's like 1979 oven? oven, microwave oven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like a construction worker. And he's like a real like Rodney Dangerfield type, but not Rodney Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, ends up killing his wife and cooking her in the microwave. And uh, cool, cool. keeps her in the fridge and eats parts of her. And he takes her, he's eating her at work. And so then the construction guys he works with are like, Look Ooh, that looks real good, but so you know, feeds her right to them, and they like it. So then he starts uh, getting a lot of sex workers back to his place. He has sex with them, and then he kills them and makes cooks them in his microwave as well. He seasons them first, right? And then oh, they wh- show him doing the process, the cooking well, process. I was more, the, I was more like, like the he, 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 he like came. special sauce seasoning. Oh, I, came I, get you, them. I get you. Fucking slow. Oof. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is a movie about a guy who microwaves. Why did you have to make it hookers? gross, John? <laughs> I was just talking about the sex I workers mean, that he killed and ate in the microwave. It's just the natural progression. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because um, you don't like to have fun. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, it's pretty bad, but I kind of had some fun watching kinda it. Kind of gets you going. Like, I was thinking if I had watched it with you guys, it would have been a lot, lot more fun. Right. Oh, man, just, like, thanks such a, a lot, guy. Just a cheesy terrible yeah. like really bad jokes like really so bad that they're almost good you know like the jokes does bonnie henry All let right. us watch movies together again <laughs> you sure yes <laughs> i don't know what dr bonnie's up to uh but yeah that's my uh those are my viewings <laughs> so i should watch it but only with yeah you. yeah exactly okay <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Uh, I have been so, like, a pretty busy. I haven't really watched much of anything. Um, we watch, the only thing I've been watching, the only thing I did watch a bit of is I finally caught up. I'm catching up on The Good Fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty big Good good Wife fan. Yeah. What I season was. of a Good Fight are you on? I'm on three. Is that, no. It's the newest season. Oh, is that the most recent? Three? I think so. For some reason, I thought there were four, but yeah. I hope from your lips to God's ears, buddy. I hope there's four because uh, I like this show. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Pretty. Uh, it's gotten so. It's gotten very weird from where it started. Super weird. Uh, but I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. It's it's kind of this. I don't know. It's not a feel good show by any stretch of the imagination. It's like, let's say what it is. It's like liberal porn, like. <laughs> It's it's just like liberal escapism. To, yeah, to say it's something other than that is it's like a weird satire almost at this point. It is like it's procedural, but it's like yeah, because like the Good Wife was yeah a legal drama, and then this show kind of started like that, but now has like kind of changed into. Something but it also dips into like funner stuff like recreational drug use, right? Like, which this seems pretty. Uh, I feel like I'd be pretty into that. Like just like micro <laughs> micro dosing, micro dosing yeah. like micro dosing. And I don't know. And then they all, they do bring it back every once in a while to be like, make it about like racial issues or. Whatever. Oh yeah. Like they have serious things too, but there's kind of weird, weird jokey things too in the show. Yeah. It's a pretty fun show. I enjoy it. Uh, other than that, I've just been like, I don't know, listening to like the new run, the jewels album which is awesome. Mm-hmm. James will attest to that. Yeah, it is awesome. Dustin hates <laughs> urban music. That's what he, that's the word he uses. It's right. really weird. He says urban music. More of a Travis Tritt fan. <laughs> yeah, he said something about Florida Georgia line. I don't know. It was really weird. <laughs> I don't know. James and I just looked at him like, what the fuck is this? That's definitely, I mean, if you know what Dustin looks like, then yeah. Okay. It's all like... <laughs> Yeah, he said something about... It all lines up. He, then he pulled it... I, I don't like any of that new shit, though. I'm an Alan Jackson kind of... Like oh, he, he wears yeah, those he, jeans that are, like, worn, but have, like, the bejeweled yeah. stuff on it. <laughs> he said something about the Chattahoochee and then pulled out his his duck call. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, really weird. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, listen to the new Run the Jewels I album. I and so also. Judged. I want to recommend the 1998 compilation album, Godzilla the Album. Um, <laughs> the I, soundtrack, you yeah, mean? Yeah, just listen to that a to, bit. To the nine, to 1998 Godzilla movie. Yeah, um, it's fucking fire. Uh, <laughs> just want to run, run off a few songs that are on this that I think you should uh, look into. We have Heroes by the Wallflowers. Uh, <laughs> the Wallflowers. Come With Me. Uh, at this time, he was going by Diddy. You, just Diddy. Yeah, not you guys even, might know him as P. Diddy. P. Diddy or, or Pop, 
Papa Diddy Pop or Puff Daddy, Puff Daddy, uh, and Jimmy and Jimmy Page, banger, all time banger, <laughs> all time banger. Uh, we got Deeper Underground by Jamiroquai. Oh yeah, this yeah. guy something. Uh, little No Shelter by Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Air Ben Folds Five, bring you down a little bit to come back up with Running Knees by Days of the New. Uh, Days of the New. Yeah. Holy Macy's shit. Day Parade by Michael Penn. Some Walk the Sky by Fuel. A320 by Foo Fighters. Um, we're almost done, guys. Yeah, get through, uh, the, get through the whole thing. It we gotta go, seems important. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> we, we're get we're we're winding down with a little brain stew. This is the Godzilla remix. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. this. Is by Green Day, uh, Untitled by Silver Chair, the Chair. Uh, yeah, Undercover by Joey Deluxe. Opening titles by David Arnold, and everything just kind of winds down a little bit with Looking for Clues by David Arnold, just to kind of like just like mm, easy bring it out. to a, bring it to a chill yeah. conclusion. If you're like me, what you're gonna want to do is you want to just like push play again. Just get, and just get, get, going, get again. going again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so these are musicians. Yeah. So once again, I'm recommending the 1998 album Godzilla. The album. It's a compilation. Is this like album. a hint that you want to do Godzilla, the 1998 Godzilla, on this on the show? Nope. Is that with Brendan <laughs> Fraser? <laughs> no, I believe this is actually with uh, with Bueller, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Oh, the Bueller. Interesting, interesting, so that's, uh, interesting. That's, uh, that's uh, what I've been up to. Speaking of good soundtracks, yeah, you know what movie's got a good soundtrack? Uh, Reality Bites. Uh, some people <laughs> say Baby Driver. I disagree, but roll the trailer. You've been my driver for every job since we met. You're the best in the business. I'm gonna need you behind the wheel again. One more job and I'm done. One more job and we're straight. Hey, hey baby. Why is he listening to music all the time? He had an accident when he was a kid. He's got mental problems? I'm the one got the mental problems in the crew. Position taken. What is your name? Baby. Your name's Baby. B-A-B-Y Baby. <laughs> in this business. The moment you catch feelings. The moment you catch a bullet. You are my lucky charm, and I'm not doing this job without you. Your uh, waitress girlfriend, she's cute. Let's keep it that way. I had to drop again. It's not what I want. And what do you want? To get out of here. You win. I'm in, baby. Baby Driver. Baby Driver is a 2017 movie directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, so it stars Ansel Ergort, Lily James, John Hamm, uh, El- Eliza Gonzalez, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Spacey, John Barenthal. Uh, br- 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 you know, all, you covered you covered yeah the usual the uh, usual people. Oh, and Flea obviously Flea's in Flea. There. Don't forget Flea. Yeah. Uh, the story. The movie is about uh, this guy, Baby. Anyway, I'll read the synopsis. Doc forces Baby, a former getaway driver, to partake in a heist threatening to hurt his girlfriend if he refuses. But the plan goes awry when their arms dealer turned out to be undercover officers. This might be one of the most misleading. That is a horrible <laughs> synopsis. synopsis. Like, that is, that is bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
That, yeah, that, where was that one from? IMDb. Uh that's from uh, it's a uh, what's oh, this new? It's this new website. This is from Google. This is Google. Here's Google. Uh, here's the letterbox one. After being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty simple. It's, it's a bit simple to the point. Yeah. I don't understand what your obsession with one-upsmanship is, Dustin. <laughs> He's better than you? I think that's what his obsession is. <laughs> I don't understand why you've... It's constantly this... Well, he, this back and forth between us. He's got the shit kicking jeans on. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. With All the, bejeweled. With the, with the bejeweled. You, yeah, you yeah. can't come at me in the sun with those jeans, buddy. I got those, these, those, I got rhinestone, these cowboy boots on. those rhinestones sh- shimmer and shine and they blind me. It's not fair. He's got that glitter tiger on his <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys seen... His uh, tap out shirt. Have you guys seen uh, uh, that Joe Exotic Tiger King? Uh-huh. Yeah. So no. there's this, there's this, there's this, <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. There's this, the, the guy, Jeff, I think his name is, who takes over for the Tiger King. The Ed Hardy guy. Yeah. Imagine him, but taller. With a beard. And that's Dustin. Yeah. 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 I don't know what you're talking about because I haven't seen it, but well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll assume you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I picked this movie because, um, I don't know. I did. I think I picked... What's the other one we did? The other fucking Edgar Wright movie. Scott Pilgrim. Hot Fuzz. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. I think I picked Hot Fuzz as well. Yes. So, (laughs) guys, I think I've got a little soft spot in this old dicker for (laughs) For Edgar Edgar. Wright. Uh, I don't know why I picked this. I thought I wanted something that's a little funner, not as serious and... uh, Serious as as Bloodshot. Oh, <laughs> guys! I, you just wanted to uh, you just wanted to do another movie with Isaac Gonzalez, right? Because she was in Bloodshot as well. Maybe that's what it actually might have been. That's what maybe kinda, she was. She was mm-hmm. KT in Bloodshot, and here she's uh, darling KT. I is, like her. I is say that this. the woman that can't breathe? Yeah, I like her yeah. a lot better in this than she's I did way in. better in this. <laughs> she f- seems like an actual person <laughs> in this movie. She seems normal. If if James leaves us in, I'm just gonna go over. This is a picture of Jeff from Tiger King, Dustin. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Dead Looks on. just like him. He said, <laughs> "It's like looking at him here." <laughs> he said, "That's me in two years." Yeah, I mean, well, two years only. That's it. Oh. You've aged. Yeah. This uh, is a great movie. What baby baby driver or, ti- or Tiger, Tiger King. King? Oh yeah. Oh, on Tiger King <laughs> podcast. <laughs> baby driver is a movie that I've always kind of had a uh, a bit of a hard time with. The way I, uh, well, people think it's awesome, like amazing. Yeah. So I think that I've always had an inner struggle with how I feel about this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. How so? Where I like it, yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. But do I like it a lot because it's Edgar Wright? Because I feel like I have a lot of problems with it. Well, that I, think, I don't I want to there admit. Are, there are definitely some problems in the movie, um, but I think it's it's a pretty damn good movie still. Like. Uh, I said, I think I said when we did Scott Pilgrim that that Baby Driver is my probably my least favorite of Edgar Wright's movies. But that said, I still think it's very good. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> James. Yeah, I mean, James has pacing issues. Well, there's <laughs> definitely pacing issues. There always is. Um, I mean, the way he lines up the music, it's very similar to like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? They kind of line sure, up their yeah. music a little bit. 
Um, it's just this is more more of a musical because of how he sings and dances. Well, this is when this movie came out. I don't know if you guys remember, but people did say that this the there was an argument. People were like, "Do we is Baby Driver considered a musical?" Right. I don't. And, I don't think I'd go quite that far. I think it. It's not. It doesn't really have. It doesn't have numbers. Like yeah, okay. There's a couple scenes where he like is listening to music and he's dancing around while he makes a peanut butter sandwich or whatever. What right. are you talking about? No, there's way you, more than that where he dances yeah, sure, around the street and it's like it's yeah, start, but everything. It's not, a musical is like you're belting out tunes and stuff. Like, but it's using music to like show you the jets, character of jets, the guy. Jets. It, jets this this jets. does. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would say that that I understand what you're saying. I personally think that that's not the best argument to say it's not a musical. I think a better argument is, is, is the fact that no one actually sings in the movie. I just, what I just said, no one is belting out tunes. No, well, but he, he's not belting them out, but he is kind of singing them in a uh, lot of ways. In, in a couple of scenes, he he's, sings along a little bit. He, he, you could easily say that this is, I think this is a musical. So, um, I mean, what's the definition of a musical? Someone actually has to sing a song, <laughs> whoa, like whoa, a full whoa. length song, <laughs> or can there just be music? The whole time. Because, I mean, American well, Graffiti, there was music the whole entire time. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's a musical. I don't think it's a musical either, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Right. The music I'm, never stops playing. The, the music movie. never stops playing. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't sit there and have a huge argument with somebody if they wanted to say it was Baby Driver is a musical. I just don't. Then why are we here, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't quite see it that way myself. Pick a side. Well, My a, side is that it's not a musical. I'm just going to read the first things that came to mind. Edward I, I, wish, Jacob. I wish that we had have actually talked with us beforehand and be like, hey, I want to I want to debate whether it's a musical or not. So I think that would actually would have been kind of a fun thing well, to we, like we can do it. get into. Yeah, I need to have fucking things to back it up. <laughs> just your thoughts. Just make your own argument. Yeah. Don't read someone else's. I'm not looking for that i'm looking for i want to know like what people what people consider to be musicals what is it first thing you look up baby driver a new kind of musical hollywood's new musical where no one sings baby driver joins the innovative soundtrack sync ups that are playing from a separate song sheet the latest film from edgar wright baby driver is a new kind of musical in the sense that the characters are aware of the music that's kind of an interesting sense like I, I like that like aware of the music and that's how it does feel like where in most movies like the music is there it's part of the movie part not of the part movie. of the what's going on for the characters yeah where this is like I and what makes a musical maybe that's what makes a musical like that the that the the characters have to be aware that the music is there yeah but I mean really it's only the one character Who's but that's why we can just be watching this entire movie from his perspective. Like that makes sense. I don't yeah. think there's a single scene where he's not in, is there? No, I don't think so. Um, but we're not always hearing his music either. Like what he's hearing, but yeah, I but mean, our, he's always has headphones in. So he, we mm-hmm. could be always hearing his music. I think that's the point that we're always listening to his music. We're hearing exactly what he's hearing, but we don't. And for every part of the movie, there's parts where it shows people's conversations and we're not hearing what he's listening to at, at a given moment. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think for the most part, you're supposed to be yeah. hearing everything. Well, and the, hearing. And, well, a counter argument to that. I'm just going to pick the side of it's a musical. So <laughs> an argument to that is the fact that there's not music in every single second of a musical. Like, 
Like in an actual musical or like this in a, movie? In, a, in an actual musical. Right. You, in an actual musical, you get... Um, you get dialogue as well. Yeah, dialogue. you get dialogue. Right. Yeah, and, then so, they, and then they break out into but, song. But or, they just sing dialogue. Like they Sometimes. Don't, yeah. So like in a musical, they just... They're, they're talking and then they just bust out in a song. But it's not like, oh, what are you singing? Right. What's that music? <laughs> no one's like, "Hey, why are you singing right now?" Yeah, no, it's like that's yeah. they're just talking. I don't know. It it to me it doesn't matter if it's a musical or not, I guess. But like I don't I didn't think of it as one just because of what I traditionally think of as being a musical. Right. Certainly it's musically you driven. You fucking put Hi. it in a box. Hey old, hey old guard. <laughs> Gatekeeper. This ain't Gatekeeper. the musical I remember oh, back, back in my in, day. Back in my this day. Saying singing in the rain. Back in my day, musicals either black and white or cartoons. You musicals <laughs> used to mean something. Oh. Oh, you and your baby driver, he's driving this way, hither and thither. Babies can't drive. <laughs> what do you mean he's a baby? This movie well, doesn't make any sense at all. Well, having a good names like Anthony and Mark. <laughs> That's you, Dustin. Biblical names. Yeah. Good biblical names. Daniel. Anthony. Ezekiel. Is, is, a- is Anthony a biblical name? <laughs> Couldn't have been Ezekiel. And, and Jesus Anthony said not, unto no. Anthony, thou shalt not cover thy wife. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I do think it's obviously it's heavily musically driven like saying like you're saying well, yeah. guardians of the galaxy is it's a good not example. a musical it's just driven by the music by the music i do find it borderline cheesy when he's lip-syncing some of the scenes yeah, but he's pretty good at it <laughs> he's pretty good at it but it's still it's, it's like, just you know, like it's ugh. james it's like dance when like nobody's watching <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, when, nobody's watching wh- for a reason one of the honest so watching it this time, what I thought when it's it's the scene, uh, I wish I knew that all the songs that played whenever, like mm-hmm. for everything. You know, if we were good at our jobs, we would have that. Uh, when he's going to get coffee, yeah, the, the, and yeah. he's dancing down the street, right uh, uh, in the sort of opening. Yeah. yeah, what I loved about that was that he was kind of dancing like there's nobody watching, mm-hmm. and how much fun it would be to actually like walk down the street and listen to a song and do that as you go and thinking like, Oh, that would be so embarrassing or awkward or weird. But then also at the same time being like, none of those people are going to fucking remember him or ever see him again. So why not do that? Yeah. You know what? When I saw that scene, I I thought, yeah, like this is fun. Very much like a musical, but this is fun. And, (laughs) and all I thought, uh, on the other half was I've seen people do this and they look fucking crazy. They're like singing as loud as they can, dancing around on the sidewalk. Half of like when I see that, I'm like, okay, one like, mm, schizophrenic. <laughs> they're crazy. Uh, and two, oh, it's interesting, like, interesting that you want to just like, uh, <laughs> Dump on people with mental health issues. Yeah, Dustin. that's what I want. You're a real piece of shit, Dustin. Wow. Holy, Holy fuck. fuck. Man. All right. All right. Nice jeans, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but what do you expect to come here wearing these jeans? <laughs> nice rhinestones, you prick. Uh, but then on the other part, it's like, like you're saying, John, that like, man, I wish I could just do that because like you're just having a good time. Because you didn't have any hangups or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, these people don't give a fuck. Well, I, you about at, your judgment. Dustin. Well, there's a, the thing is, is like we all can't be as cool doing it as he is. 
Well, yeah. And there's also not the lyrics literally written on the walls. Mm-hmm. Like if you like watch that scene, like part parts of the lyrics are like written on the walls, on the ground. Right, right. As he's walking. It's not a music or anything like that. No one's singing. They're just literally putting the words on the screen. So uh, as he mouths the words. So wait, he's reading them off the ground? No, he's listening to the song. <laughs> it's just showing them to the viewer. Like, oh, I'm confused. <laughs> it's not a musical, James. Um, it's borderline. Even this, he, some would say that even the car is singing what? to the beat with the windshield wipers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but he's making it do that. Like, okay, so I remember this is the weirdest thing on the day that friend of the show who will never be on the show ghost host Dan ghost host Dan the it was it host. was he, somebody married him somebody married him so Mrs. Ghost host no he got married and before he got married uh-huh. we all got together we went on a, uh went to Vancouver and mm-hmm. we went to the breweries we hit all the breweries and, yeah, yeah, yeah and I remember walking it was a Beautiful day that day. I don't think I was there. No, James oh, was, wasn't there. It was there. very warm. Yeah. It was a really nice day. Uh, and, uh, our uh, friend of the show, Andy. Oh, former, Andy. Former guest. F- former friend of the show, Andy. Um, former friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. Soon to be new host. Soon to be new host. <laughs> it's him or me. I will leave in a heartbeat. Back off, war child. <laughs> oh, man. I'm serious. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. I... I was I walked to his house so that we could leave from from there, right? Mm. So I walked down the street, I threw my headphones in, a la baby driver. I'm listening to Hollow Notes, You Make My Dreams Come True. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about Joseph Gordon Levitt in five hundred days of summer. <laughs> As one does. And, and I tell and you this, did you start dancing? There's a I I did a twist. I did a twist. I did a twirl. Oh, a twirl even. I did a twirl. I like it. And I did a, I did, I did a pause and a turn at mm. one point. And you know what? It felt fucking great. It felt fancy, I didn't felt, it? You know what I felt? <laughs> I felt like I was the bell of the ball that day. Mm-hmm. So you know what? We, we should all be a little more inspired by yeah, baby. fuck you, Dustin. Yeah, you rhinestone <laughs> bitch. Hey, fuck, why don't you put... Suckle the joy out yeah. of everything. Why don't you get another pre-cut mm. in your jeans, Dustin? Well, I was thinking about it. You think I should? I don't know. There's, I mean, I think they're fall they're pretty, apart. They're pretty good. Right I don't understand how, they how they're that cut up. <laughs> you paid good money for those. Oh Fuck, yeah, man, five hundred dollars. Shit, shit. Give, give me, give me ten <laughs> minutes in my lawnmower, man. Fucking cut them up for you next time. Save you fifty bucks. Um, <laughs> how about this movie? <laughs> how about it? I mean, I'm still getting James on my side. It doesn't seem he seems all the way on your side. Um, it's a movie. It's a great movie. So this movie it comes out the gate. It's got a great car car chase. Yeah, there's good starts car out with a great chase. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about the first. I mean, let's just go through this. I think we should go through. Like, this is the kind of movie we should go through chronologically. I think. Sure. So first car chase, Dustin, <laughs> set me up. Uh, we have the initial heist. Uh, I think John Barenthal is part of that first one. Yeah, he is. And. Or, uh, yeah, Darling and uh, Buddy are in the first one as well, aren't yep. they? Yeah, it's the three of them. So then, uh, yeah, it starts out really cool. Uh, baby takes off. He's got his music, you know, gearing up in the car. 
And then as soon as they come out of the bank, it's the is that the one with the no, the damned is the next one. Yeah, the damned is the second chase. Uh, I can't remember what song he has on the first one, but I don't know. Like these aren't necessarily like musical choices that I'm gonna go and listen to these songs on my own. But in the context of the movie, I think they work really well. I think that's one of the one things that I have a hard time parsing is the fact that I don't like almost all the songs. Like I like mm. a lot of the classic songs, like some of the R and B songs, stuff like that. But like yeah. his, like the rock, the more rock songs he picks, just yeah. aren't. You don't like the damned one? I think the damned one. The damned one, really I think, well. is good. I think that the like radar love is great. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But I think that like the first song, I, if it, I think that I know that the originally he was gonna do it, he was gonna do or did a music video for a a band that he really loves. And that's kind of what got him into doing this movie. Yeah. Okay. And I think it might be the first song. Okay. I'm not sure. There's it's definitely like, like newer songs that I don't even know who they are. I've never heard a lot of these songs and I, they're just not, they're not my, mm. they're not for me. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's what I mean. But like, like I, in the movie, I think they usually work, almost always work. They do work. I just, I don't want to say he has bad taste in music. <laughs> Cause I was thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Not the second one, but as well. Right. Like volume yes. two? <laughs> uh, where a lot of those songs aren't my favorite songs either. You know, they're, but I think they're a little, he, in my, in my, for my money, probably more memorable songs used in the, in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and they, but yeah. The, he, he uses them and they're popular. And, ooga, chugga, ooga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, t- uh, Tarantino used that one. Yeah, Tarantino is another great music he also seems to just use more popular artist songs tarantino more than i think than than uh edgar wright did hmm. here's uh, some pretty big songs that i like this, i mean the uh, first song I think i've never heard that fucking a lot song. of the stuff tarantino uses was popular at a certain time but i think a lot of the people watching like when I was a kid watching Reservoir Dogs for the first time, I didn't know most of those yeah. songs. You right? were like knee high to a grasshopper, seven or eight, watching. <laughs> well, no, I was watching a teenager. Reservoir Dog for the first time. <laughs> I was a your teenager. Dad, your dad brought you. Well, Who's your mom? Actually, she brought you in. She said, "Dustin, it's time. It's time to watch Reservoir Dogs. Let's nope. see if you're a man." Pretty sure my dad rented it. Uh, but he so, was like, "This is nihilistic but, bullshit." <laughs> no, he loved that movie. I think I went to most of the Tarantino movies with him, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It, the songs aren't like stuff that would get my, my blood going, you know, on my own, yeah. but in the movie, I think they're good. Um, yeah. I think they work within the context of the movie and, and what he's doing in the movie. Yeah. And it, so the, the, it starts, it plays the song, everything goes, uh, what's his name? Arenthal fucking John Barenthal Barenthal yeah. yeah he like points forward right and he goes, goes back. backwards right. it's and it's really you get really that cool alley scene where he puts it in reverse and like spins around that truck that's backing out yeah and it's also where I think you get the uh the scene where the cop throws a spike belt out yeah and he oh, like and he, he uses it to like he, he uses, uses the car it. to like kick the yeah. spike belt over to the super other. cool shit like just to kind of get you like keyed up for like what this movie is going to bring and what it's going to do and yeah, is it the first one too? Yeah, they're in the red car and they he goes in between the other cars and they go into the overpass yep. and he switches yeah. positions and yeah. just just crafty little this, cool things. This is one of the greatest, I think, car chase movies. I like, mean, yeah, it's got really good maybe ever. Car 
What about Six Underground? <laughs> yeah, this is one of the greatest car chase <laughs> movies ever. What about Gone in 60 Seconds? The Nick Cage version. <laughs> yeah, the Nick Cage version. Uh, uh, what about Cobra? <laughs> hey, actually, the, co- the uh, car the chase Cobra in Cobra car- was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah I know. I remember when, so I'm saying. when we were talking about that and being like, that was the best part of the movie. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. When you think about uh, great car chase movies, obviously there's a whole bunch that come, people talk about. Bullet. Philadelphia. Uh, even like Ronan. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, yeah. I think it's uh, a great collection of car chase chases in a movie because, I mean, it, that's the whole premise of the movie. Yeah, I mean, He's like a all, driver. All the action. French connections. Right? Most, almost all the action is car chases yeah like that's, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. that's all, the, the language of the film is, is mm-hmm. that it does, it's car we chases get, we do get some gunplay but definitely cars are the main you know mm-hmm. weapon yeah <laughs> and it's, it's really great I love how uh, it moved from this scene then we have his walk down while he gets coffee and then mm-hmm. it introduces us to the um, like his crew and how he how everything operates and stuff like that Kevin mm. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Last Kevin Spacey movie I ever watched, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Think I think I don't think I saw him anything after this. No, I think that he was canceled after this. Right. Well, he had a show, right? Yeah, but he got booted off of that too. That show fucking sucked, by the way. <laughs> Do you guys ever watch that show? Yeah, I watched the first. Yeah, I watched the first two or three season. seasons. Oh, the first season was fucking garbage. Was, I don't understand why people. I thought the first it. season was okay. It's, it was a show that I didn't think was, it's weird. It was like a show that I didn't think was very good, but it was like very compulsively watchable to me. There's some shows like that where I I watch that I, I don't really think are like billions is another show like that, that I don't actually think is all that good, but I can just watch it. I don't know. I understand how those fall into the same category. I, I've never watched billions, but that's what it looks like. Ray Donovan's another one of those shows that like comes to mind where I started watching that and I'm like, what is the fucking hype? Around this show. I do not understand. I've never actually seen it. My dad goes on and on about how good it is. Yeah, here's the thing. It's <laughs> so it must be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never liked that show. Uh, what's it called? Fucking I Want to Be President. House of Cards. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, um, Kevin Spacey is totally solid in what he does in the movie. Yeah, and that's the thing about Kevin Spacey is that... Just not in real life. He's always been <laughs> totally solid in the movie. Not totally solid in real life. Kevin Spacey's always great. Like yeah. I can't think of a movie I've ever seen him in where I've been like, "Oh, he phoned it in." Like he's always great. Yeah, he's just true. fucking is a piece it of turns shit. Out he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who else is in this movie? We got Jamie Fox pops up. Jamie Fox Flea. is awesome in this movie. So yeah. here's where I disagree with you. Really? He's so good. I do. I feel like the biggest problem with this movie is that I don't like Jamie Foxx's casting. I don't like John Hamm's casting. Oh my god, John Hamm's what? the best part of the movie. I I I've I've come. I've watched this movie like 5 times. I think this is my third. I yeah. believe him as a, like a psychopath at the end. And John, I love John Hamm in this movie. John Hamm has come around. I I buy it. I don't I don't like uh uh Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx's character. I, I don't think it's because I think that I don't I don't think that he is bad. I think that there's I don't I don't want to I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything bad about Edgar Wright or about 
anything. <laughs> you can criticize the movie. It's just I feel well, like you already said he has a bad taste in music. So I I just I don't think he enough. Said he didn't want to say that. <laughs> I right. don't think enough it's, was put into. It's like the Donald Trump thing, right? People say, but I wouldn't say that. No, I I'm saying <laughs> I I don't think he I don't think that the the character is flushed out enough. I don't think the dialogue is great. I, I think that he it he, he's playing exactly what he's supposed to be playing. I oh, think that man, there's yeah. just it's not as good as it could have been. It's too it's too caricature-y. So who would you cast in that role then? I don't know because I actually think that the problem isn't with 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 him. I think it's with the writing. I think the writing is just not there mm-hmm. for that character. I think it's it it's too it's too hard. It's too, it's too like automatically combative. Like all these people are automatically so combative with well, baby. The character. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. There and is, there is like too much aggression. Like John Barenthal too. in the Bar- first part uh, is aggressive with him. than Jamie Foxx is. So maybe that's the problem is that you get two people like that with him. I think because that, bats. The character is an, is an aggressive asshole to everybody. So I, like, I don't have a problem with that. If you didn't already have, the first part with John Barenthal also but being a dick to him? I don't think that it's written that well. I think that's part of the problem. I think the things he does in the movie are just like, why would you assemble a crew with this guy in it right. who's such a loose cannon that will steal gum from a gas station <laughs> yeah. yes. and potentially get caught yeah. and kill does he kill the clerk in the store i think we're supposed to like, be led to believe so like but, it's just so dumb why would you do that yeah he's a crazy guy also i uh, don't like the fact that but like, he's so fun and watchable on the screen in the part he is i just I, it feels like he's playing more like motherfucker Jones. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I and, mean a little less ridiculous, but, uh, but yes, I get what you're saying. I don't think I, that's my problem with, it. I, th- I think the character is the problem. I don't think it's, it's Jamie Foxx. Also, why would baby drive past that diner? Yeah. I mean, later on. Yeah, I guess. I don't know that he would be thinking about it because he wouldn't necessarily, we wouldn't expect someone also, to be like, we're stopping at the diner. But also, why would, why would Jamie Foxx character, what's his name? Yeah, he's, he's insistent that Why they stop there. Why was he insistent there. they stop there? Yeah, there's there's like there's, there's bad things like that that don't make a lot well, of he, sense. Well, because he says he says, "Oh, I'm hungry. Let's stop here." And he's like, "No." But yeah. why? And then because, and then he's, he because he's combative with baby, then he but wants to like argue the, with him or also, find out why the, does baby not want to go there and blah blah blah. But also, it doesn't make sense. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it. It's the only time he's combative. If baby's so smart, why would he even drive past? Like, why would he even bring him into an area that was close to something that was close to him? Unless we're getting the sense that like he drove past there because, like, he wanted to see it because that would give him like an emotional, like, right? I'm you know like a like a relief by just being like she's there. I'm thinking yeah. about her. I, I think that that's where this movie falls apart a little bit. I mean, it is right after the gas station scene where he's kind of a little, um, like he's a little bothered, obviously, by the gas station attendant missing and like, oh, I got to get out of here. But I think so that maybe what, he's not thinking straight. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but maybe I think what I'm putting though is I'm putting an excuse on it, like a reason on it that doesn't there to justify it. What I what's more like it's not really in the text, but but. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, yeah, there there are there's a number of little things like that, script wise, um, that feel a little forced for convenience. And I think that the, what I'm what I'm trying to get to is the fact that this movie is so focused on 
making the sound and the music uh, connect to what's on screen and the car chases are so great. Like all that kind of stuff is like so good mm-hmm. that I think the story and the like the dialogue and all that kind of stuff, some of that gets kind of lost. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a problem with the dialogue necessarily, but I, I agree that there are story elements that don't get maybe the attention if they had gotten the movie would be that much better than it is. Cause it is really fun and, and it's good for what it is. But some of that does fall down a bit. Like oh, we haven't even talked about the Deborah really character, the waitress who really gets short shrift in the movie. Oh, like she's, she's, she's almost like a, she's nothing. She's just like a prize kind of yeah. for him to um, win sort of. But it's also, it's that, his other movies all are so dialogue focused. Right. He's definitely doing something different for him. Very, very movie. different, which is like somewhat jarring to me. Like we just watched Scott Pilgrim too. And even though that movie is, has a lot of crazy visual elements and, and kinetic stuff going on, it's still like heavy dialogue. A lot of the movie. Yeah. And, and there's so many jokes and layers and like, there's so much, everything's layered on top of it. Uh, like itself like visual gags and everything where I feel like with this movie it feels like almost rushed when it comes to all the stuff be beyond the car chases right speaking of car chases we'll get to the second car chase which is the second bank job now yeah so now Kevin Spacey uses a different crew on everything except he always uses baby because baby is his good luck charm his, we yeah. didn't really talk about the fact that the reason baby does these heists is that Kevin Spacey uh, he stole a car that was belonged to Kevin Spacey that had a bunch of money in it or something. We're supposed to be led to or believe that drugs or something. Drugs yeah, or that Kevin or... Spacey is like a big, big time player in the, I yeah. don't know, crime scene in yeah, underground. It's, it's, I don't know if this movie takes place in Atlanta, but it's shot in Atlanta. Yeah. It doesn't ever say where they are, but uh, yeah. So he owes Kevin Spacey for stealing this car. So he's coerced into doing these jobs basically. But uh, but so he uses him on every job, but every other than that, he mixes up who's in the crews. So then the second crew has bats. Jamie Foxx, um, has the Flea. guy, yeah, flee. And then the dumb guy that they end up killing cause he leaves his gun behind and he, um, he buys the Michael Myers, Austin Powers masks instead of the Michael Myers Halloween <laughs> mask. Who's the one that kills the, the, who, who, who shoots first? Because the, the, well, the first, the first uh, bank job, we'll call it the the bank job, and then the second one isn't actually a bank job. It's actually a armored uh, car. Armored car. Heist, yeah. No one is the no one di- no one gets shot in the first one. No, no. And Bats, baby, Bats isn't in that crew. Yeah, baby seems a little taken aback that someone gets shot. Shot. In the second Almost one. like you're being led to believe this is the first time someone's been shot. Well, that's why he even moves up because he doesn't want to see what happens. I don't. I don't that, think so. I think it's. I think he does it, that. Because it moves of the up song. so that the. Yeah, he moves because of the song, but really he moves so that we don't, so that they don't have to show the action that is happening. Yeah. Behind and then when he rolls back, it's already done, because it's like a it's a one shot, right? So, uh, you know, we're not seeing the, the actual background action of them robbing the the armored car guys and shooting them. I think that's a way of having the audience be as surprised by the violence as baby is right. Cause he's like in his own world, right? Like he's so like then, doing so thing. wait, why does he move it up then? It's a, it's a timing thing with the song. It's the same way he like, same reason he turns the wipers on. 
It's just like, a timing thing with the song. That's it's it. It's a timing thing with the song. Yeah, I don't think it, it's because he's trying to yeah. avoid seeing it. He doesn't actually mm. think that they're going to kill anyone. Yeah. Like, think about it the way that he turns the wipers on when it's not raining. Mm-hmm. Like, he just does it because he's he needs to just keep time with the music. And that's how he, like, gets through everything. Mm. So, like, he moves forward. And it's actually, that's actually really clever. Like, from Edgar, right? From the writing standpoint. Because then you're, like, you're not seeing this violence occur. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing like what happens, what leads to the murder. And then all of a sudden you're like moved back and then you're with baby mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, fuck. Like right. something's different about this. Yeah. And uh, then, this is the chase too, where the army guy like happens to be at the band. Yeah. And he is, starts chasing them. Yeah, Joe guy. Yeah. So this is my favorite. This is my favorite scene. Yeah. My like action sequence in the entire movie is this. Everything that happens in this chase. Like I, I, I think it's just so well done. It's I, but I believe that. Like I think that's oh, realistic. Totally, yeah. When he pulls mer- out some like army the, guy, like yeah. tries to stop the robbery. Yeah, yeah he pulls out like a, I, I don't know, guns like a. Anyway, Let's say it's an Uzi. <laughs> sure, it's not an Uzi. It's I, a, I think it's I an, I think it's an MP5. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he pulls out an MP5 and he's all like, yeah. And like all the, I also love, oh, they, they did such a great job of like, um, directing and casting that fucking asshole. The, uh, the army guy. Army, army guy. guy. Cause it's just like, you know, this guy's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, he's doing so much. He's like, li- he, he, the, so, so he rams baby's truck, drives a fucking avalanche of all things. Mm-hmm. Baby steals an avalanche, which is like such a shitty vehicle. Um, <laughs> Some the car critic over here. <laughs> uh, and then he uh, he I don't know if it actually is. I just think it is. And then he rides up on the like the the yeah, wall, the retaining yeah. wall, right. and like goes around. And the fucking army guy just opens fire mm-hmm. on like a dozen cars. <laughs> like he doesn't know there could be people just sitting in those cars. Yeah, he's just like shooting out his window. Well, like he has a mission, and that's to stop him. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the whole. It's the whole. But I mean, to, even with cops and stuff, like you know, it, it's worth killing people to, yeah, stop to stop someone from stealing money or whatever. Yeah, man, you don't want to pass a bad twenty. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that chase is oh. is pretty awesome. And then like when he he gets pinned under the the semi truck trailer, and then you know. Bats is going to shoot the army guy, so he he wheels out to... Yeah, that's great. Uh, It's just, like, such a fun, fun chase. They got to switch cars because their car gets all fucked up. Yeah, and then you... This is where you see, like, the the humanity of, like, who... How baby's different again than everybody else, where he, like, takes the baby out and he gives the... Yeah, the woman her baby... Um, baby and the baby. Uh, we didn't talk about like why he wears the headphones and listens to the music all the time, which is that he has tinnitus, so he has like a constant mm-hmm. ringing in his ear. Mm-hmm. A drum, mm-hmm. a drum in the hum, what? A hum in the drum, as uh, Kevin Spacey says. I just think about uh, Archer. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you right, say yeah. You, you say things so like, like, uh, like yeah. Oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Anyways, anyways, John, fuck off. Um. Like that's a big part of Archer. Like he has tinnitus. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you, you dumb shit. James, does it sound like agreeing? Uh, yeah. Or does it sound like dismissive? Well, yeah, both. <laughs> I wasn't trying to dismiss you. You know what? It's I just in your natural. Uh, we need to. Ha- I think we need to do a. Um, 
Metallica documentary style. We need to go to therapy as a group, as a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, where were we? We finished. Well, that his, his, his well, his mom died. Right. Maybe. His parents died. His in parents a car died accident. in a car accident. Uh, he's got tinnitus. He wears the headphones. Yeah. So he listens to the music, so he doesn't have to like hear that ringing he's all the time. Being raised by a deaf black man. Which it doesn't explain that. Yeah, it doesn't explain what situation. Who he is. I kind of like that though. I kind of like it that it's just like that's just what it is. It's just like a family friend or it's just a foster guy. parent or yeah, doesn't I don't know. Tell us. Doesn't I, like, say. Oh, I think that what's great about that that is is that you just know through like their interactions and that they just like deeply care about each other. Yeah, and it doesn't sure. really matter what happened, but like, yeah. Yeah, that's one point where the writing doesn't necessarily have to get bogged down in the details of those kinds of things, because I, I'm, st- I, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised about your pacing issues, James. But this movie is not slow, man. I mean, <laughs> it is and it isn't. It's a very kinetic movie. Like I feel like I should lower the pacing from what I even put it at. <laughs> um, I don't know. When they're not car chasing. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so you think everything has to be junk man now where there's like 200 cards no no it doesn't have to be i don't know you know i don't know <laughs> uh, well, if we go to the ther- if we go to the group therapy we'll get into the pacing <laughs> the pacing issues. no you can't fix can't fix that <laughs> can't fix that um <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> what are you asking me to not be myself uh no of course not I am. Yeah. But we got to bring it up because. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I think I can't wait to, f- I can't wait to watch the most per- like a perfectly paced film one day, like chain reaction. And then James will just be like, is that the Keanu Reeves one? This is it. This is it guys. Morgan finally Morgan. found it. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Wait, it. what did you give pacing on Mad Max? Like, probably <laughs> like a two. <laughs> anyway, I just, I can't remember. Up. Can uh, I think though? it was ten. Well, ten. I feel like you would give that a nine. Like they have that that scene when they go to the desert. Oh, that is slow with the <laughs> with the mothers. Yeah, the most fucking kinetic, like nonstop, boring. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What is this character development? Do it in the truck. He gave pacing a nine. Yeah, that's what I guess. Yeah, as did I. Yeah. You're fucking idiots. <laughs> Both oh, of you. See, I gave the raid a 10. There you go. But the thing is, there's boring parts in the raid. No. <laughs> what did you give? Uh, um, uh, oh, what's the, the night comes for us? I gave John Wick a 10. What the night comes for us? An eight. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, What's the next sort of action part? I guess it's where they go to get the they go to do that gun deal with Kevin Spacey's connections. Yeah, the with the cops. Yeah, it turns out they're cops. They're dirty cops. They're my cops. And so bats, of course. Yeah. I mean, he even says something to the one guy. The guy's like, "Do I know you from somewhere?" And he's like, "He's like, uh, oh, you're alive, right?" Like, it's like yeah. he kills everyone he meets. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> but his tip off is that it's set on the crates 
Yeah, APD. Oh, yeah, so that's Atlanta. A- APD? Yeah. Atlanta Police Department, yeah. That's his tip-off? Yeah. Like, I was like, there could be any, they could have stolen these from the police. Well, also, like, they'd like, be dirty cops. Which they were. They yeah, were Kevin that, And that's the thing, is like, that's what, I think that's another reason why I don't, I don't like his character. I think it's like poorly a, he's, written. He's too crazy? It's, well, it's not too, no, it's not too crazy, because like, you know, the Joker's crazy, right? Like, in a sense. He's just fucking dumb. Like, he's right. stupid. And it's like, he's just stupid. And he doesn't make, it doesn't make sense that he would be a part of this team. I think what James, that's yeah, what James Yeah, it, does, it doesn't make sense yeah. that Kevin Spacey would use him. Yeah, why, why would you, especially on this, like, biggest once-in-a-lifetime job, is what he kind of said. At the end, right, like the last, the last job, the post office. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're gonna do all this stuff and kill people randomly. I mean, he was gonna kill. Uh, He's gonna kill a waitress too, instead of paying for the the coffees or whatever. Yeah, it's also because like, he thinks that she had an attitude or something. Like, it's also like this guy. How is this guy not in jail? Like, you can't just kill like eight people <laughs> in a night and be like, "Oh, I'm going to bed now." I'm sure the cops are not for me. Like, it's 20 fucking 18 or 16 or whenever this movie came out. Like, the, the, I don't know. It, it would make more sense if it was the 70s. You know what I mean? Like, that's a right. character from the 70s that just, like, goes around and just, like, kills people because it's, like, not cameras. They, they definitely could have pulled back on that shit. Like, sh- you, could, you could have him be aggressive and have him be a little unhinged without... Having him shoot everybody he interacts I with. Think it, I think it's also just have him be a little more clever. That's true as well. Yeah, he's right? not smart. Well, there's there's certain things that they try to show him being clever about. Like, you know, his his suspicions of baby. Baby is leaving uh, in the middle of the night. And he he's like, you know, he's on to him. He's keeping but an he's eye not on John, him. Uh, John yeah, Hamm is. John Hamm is even more so. What yeah, a, but see, John Hamm comes across as very smart. Yes. And knows what's going well, on. Well, that's why he's actually the main villain. And I think that's the smartest thing that, that he does. That is really smart. Is that all the time we're watching Bats, like, oh, he's such a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And John Hamm's so nice to Baby and is, uh, you know, talking to him about his music and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we get that flip and he is the real fucking villain of the movie. But right. John Hamm wouldn't have done it if like the problem with with he's the villain in the end yes but he's not really the villain the real the vi- bats is the villain i don't think so i think john ham is the no, true villain of the movie and, and isn't the kevin spacey the villain no Ke- no he ends up being good which no, doesn't make no, any sense no either. kevin spacey's also the villain because he's he's actually he's trying to tell you that he's a predator because he just preys upon people who are weaker than him. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. And I want to get into the John Hamm over. thing. So like real like, life. No. Yeah. So Kevin Spacey played himself. <laughs> and the thing is, hold on. So, and then Bats, Bats was like this crazy person who's the actual villain. And then agree. John Hamm has this misguided rage where he's mad at Baby because he sees that Baby is the problem because Baby drove forward instead of backwards and killed bats. Yeah, but that's the whole point of John Hamm. But he's this guy who's like, oh yeah, I'm a nice guy, da-da-da. I can be your pal. Mm-hmm. But if you if you cross him in any way, then he will f- come right the fuck at you and do everything he can to destroy you. No, see, that's I think... That's the whole point of his his flip. I think the problem with it is is that... He's not a nice guy just because he's like, oh yeah, we, get, we like these same songs or whatever. He's actually a fucking bad guy. I think we just see it differently. 
I mean, um, I, I I see. Sorry, go ahead, James. No, no. I mean, I think John Hamm is. I I think they're all. Well, they're all bad they're, guys. They're all they're bad all guys. A bunch of scumbags. I think they're just you. Just get div- different versions. I think of the bad ul- guys. to me the ultimate villain of the movie is John Hamm. I think what you get with John Hamm is you get a person who lost the only person he lost the only thing that he cares about, mm-hmm. which was his girlfriend. Yeah, darling. Yeah, and then he it's puts, his wife. No, she's not his wife. Well, he says, "Let's get married again." Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're totally Good right. Uh, he loses his wife now mm-hmm. and then he has this rage inside of him that he can't take out on bats because bats is dead so the only person he can take that out on is baby so like he, all of his rage is now put upon one singular thing to get revenge it's the only way he can feel better like bats is well he doesn't he's he doesn't care about bats he's mad at baby because baby has fucked up the robbery and then that leads no. to darling being killed no he's only not mad at bats because bats is dead no he doesn't give a shit about bats dude no dude he he would have been mad at bats why because bats is the reason that it all happened that's the reason it went south no i no. Th- i think john ham doesn't give a shit about anything of what happens until his wife dies and then he snaps so like even when they're running away from the cops and babies around, he's like, yeah, he, he no, does. He's, he he's, does say baby. At him. He slams he, yeah. him against the truck. Yeah, he does say baby. Like, what the hell would you do? And all this stuff. He's like, you fucked it all up. Yeah, you fucked it all up. But then he's just it's like, you're on your own. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. But but then it turns. She then when she dies, she, she ends up getting killed. Yeah. And if baby hadn't done that, if he had just driven away like he's supposed to. Yeah. Hadn't killed bats. Hadn't impaled him on the rebar or whatever. Well, because it's also because he ends up running into them again. That's that yeah. scene. Yeah, he runs and he crashes into them. Right. That's the other counterpoint I really like is that the first scene of the movie, the first chase is so smooth. We see how slick Baby is. He can yeah. make pull all these escape moves. And then now within this frantic trying to escape in this last sequence... He cannot. Everything he does, he keeps getting fucked up. He's You're crashed. jinxed. You're jinxed, yeah. baby. He doesn't have his headphones, though, does he? Uh, he's, he lost his. He, does he lose him at some point? He's lost that it scene? at that point. Scene? I, think I, he's, I don't know. I'm pretty no, sure. No, because he, he gets to that purple car. Oh yeah, he loses him because he gets to that lady. He tur- he steals that lady's purple car and then he has to turn her radio station and find a song that's yeah, gonna work. He has no audio at that point. Mm-hmm. Like he's 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 yeah. swimming. Right. Like he's, he's sw- fucked up because he doesn't have his his mojo his whatever you want to call it now. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I think that was really smartly done to have that counterpoint where he can't. And then he can't, but there's still lots of fun foot chase stuff in that sequence too. Like he's jumping on those picnic tables and all that shit. Yeah, all to the beat. I thought that all that stuff was really, what song is that? I don't remember which one they used during that part. And that's a song I, I knew. Um, so yeah, all that stuff is fun. Uh, and then once we get, uh, John Hamm goes to, to kidnap, goes uh, to the diner, goes to the diner. Yeah. And he's got the gun and everything. I don't know. John Hamm to me is just delicious in this movie. <laughs> he's, he he's really good in this movie. Yeah, I would like to. I wouldn't mind seeing him play some villains in another. In another I movie. remember the first time watching it, being like John Hamm. Like it seems odd, but even then, like the first time watching it, I thought it was it was surprising. I, I didn't know yeah. he could play that kind of character. Right. I, I think he would play a really good villain, like a main villain in a. 
Yeah, I'd like to I see love that. John Hamm. I think he's so great in everything. He doesn't show. He's not. He doesn't get enough good parts. It's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. I always like a person like John Hamm. To me, I feel like that's John Hamm deciding not to do stuff. Yeah, he's got maybe. those commercials. Like I feel like <laughs> he's got the. Skip I don't know something. Something about it just feels to me like that's just John Hamm being like John Hamm. You know. Like he just doesn't. That could be the case. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. It's but it's it, to me. It doesn't. It feels like he's writing his own ticket. Like he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like that might be the case. Uh, I, I feel like something I get the sense of is like doesn't matter how good you are on a TV show. There's still sort of like a Hollywood thing of like you're a TV guy. Like yeah, right you were amazing on Mad Men. That's great. But what have you done in movies? Like, yeah. Like it shows that he's just, he has like one off guest spots on shows. Yeah. He does that. that. He does a lot of that. He does, or just like small parts in movies or or shows up in like shitty movies. So I don't know, but it could be that he's just doing what he feels like because he doesn't have to do something. He, how much voiceover work does he do? Like the guy makes he he does like car commercials he does skip the dishes like right yeah uh, I'm sure he's fine in the pocketbook I just would like to see him in some well I better was roles you know what this movie made me want to do is I maybe want to watch uh, yeah maybe want to watch the town where he's the cop right yeah yeah that was like that was like still I think Mad Men was still going on maybe when it was, the town yeah. came out so um that was a decent part for him, but I'd like to see him a lot more for sure. What's John Hamm up to James? <laughs> Nothing. He's just guest spotting on like a bunch of shows like Kirby enthusiasm. And he was great. Did you guys watch the new season of Kirby? No, he's fucking awesome in Kirby enthusiasm. He plays. So he plays John Hamm mm-hmm. shadowing Larry David because he's playing a Larry David type. Oh, I see. <laughs> so he's learning how to be Larry David. <laughs> It is uh, oh, it's fucking golden, and that's what I that that's what's so weird is that like he just keeps popping up in stuff as like in these guest spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every once in a while I see it. Like there was that movie a little while ago. Um, I think it was supposed to take place in Baghdad or something that he was in, and I saw a trailer for it, and then I never uh, heard anything was, about it ever I again. Think it was the Iraq War? <laughs> um, so he just kind of like shows up and it's like you'll be in some bad movie that no one cares about and he, I'm like why, why isn't anyone using this guy the he's way also he... a weird guy because he he shows up on a lot of like comedy podcasts oh yeah like he shows up in a lot of like Airwolf stuff like, mm-hmm. or he used to at least so he's like show up on comedy bang bang or whatever yeah yeah he seems to have uh, a sense of humor for sure and like a goof like he doesn't take himself too seriously or anything mm-hmm. but yeah anyway um but then we get to the final action set piece, which is John Hamm trying to kill him. And that's, I think that stuff's really fun with the cars. And, you know, Kevin Spacey, this is one of the parts where the writing falls down a bit for me. Kevin Spacey just suddenly decides, okay, I will help, baby. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Um, but I, then Ham shows up and mows him down <laughs> yeah. with the car and stuff. All that stuff's really fun to me. Like, you get the, those, pur- the pursuit. Those cops. Bananas. Yeah. Or- yeah, that's fun. I don't know. That last sequence is really... I don't know. That might be my favorite part of the movie, actually. The the last sequence with John Hamm. With John to, Hamm. Trying to push him off the... That's that's my favorite, stuff. favorite part. It's fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so expound, James. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, that's my favorite part. <laughs> the last sequence. 
the whole trying to push him off the edge. And then it's that, uh, you know, you think you kill someone and then they come back. Right. Yeah. Whole the thing. Jason moment. Yeah. yeah. Like a, yeah well, I, saw, I shouldn't say Jason. That's actually a disservice to Michael Myers. It's the Michael Myers moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a reference to <laughs> earlier on. <laughs> to earlier in the movie. That was a pretty funny bit. I think he brought the wrong ah, Michael Myers just... mask. <laughs> we never actually said <laughs> That's how. kind of funny. We never said our relationship to this movie. I think we all watched this in the theater, didn't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I so. Yeah. I don't know if we watched it together, but we all saw this in the theater. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. This, I think this is my third time seeing it. I think I've watched it once each year since it came out. So, I've But I actually movie. had the most fun watching it this time, to be honest. I mean, the time... the. The part where the whole sequence where they're trying to escape the heist gone wrong, I actually felt like sort of tense while I was watching it, even though I already know like what happens in the Were movie. Were you peeking? Yeah. When it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was prestiging. You're just um, like, you're just like, you're just, cresting. Gr- you're just grinding your teeth. Just uh, like drinking water. <laughs> rubbing your couch in weird ways. Peeking so hard. Man, you sure are fucked up, Dustin. <laughs> You're a fucked up weird I, I'm, I, You know, one of my rhinestones came off because I was <laughs> rubbing on the couch so hard. <laughs> Snorting all that yeah. ecstasy. You know what? Your couch must be fucked up. Yeah. With all those How rhinestones. do you even have a wife, dude? You're so fucked up. You're fucked up brain. So whoa, weird. Whoa. Well, I don't, she doesn't know that I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she was in bed? He changes his pants <laughs> before he goes he, home. You know, weird thing <laughs> is, like Mr., I'm like Mr. Rogers. He has an extra set of pants underneath his couch, so he can change his pants before he goes to the bedroom to take his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, yeah. you're so fucked up, dude. Your brain's like so crazy. Uh, is there anything that we did not touch on? I mean, I the, the end of the movie, again, another part that just is a little too neat for me. Like mm-hmm. He like goes to jail. He goes to jail, and then he's out right away. Right away and Five years. She's waiting for him, the waitress. And, right. Or, or I've heard it suggested that he's actually like dreaming that. He's dreaming, because he had that same dream. Right, He earlier in the movie. Yeah. And they use that same sort of like soft Boy, light or whatever. Yeah, the whole thing's a Jacob's Ladder scenario. <laughs> um, I want a sequel. I think there is a sequel coming. Is well, there? There's been there's been rumors of a sequel since it since it came out. Like right away when it came out, there was rumors there's gonna be a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch a sequel. Um, I mean, I'd yeah, g- I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd rather see Edgar Wright probably move on and do something different again. There's a new movie coming out. It was supposed to come out this year. Oh, what is it? Uh, it was like Soho stories or something like that. Yeah, I was just because I was thinking about this while I was watching this last night. Like, where's the new Edgar Wright movie? I, yeah, it was I, supposed, I, I could do with some new Edgar Wright. It was supposed to come out this year. It was like a, it was a horror movie actually. I think. Oh, cool. I think I don't know. Maybe I'm full of shit. I I, I appreciate his ability to jump around and jump, be diverse, jump up, uh, jump up, hit you know, use different styles. Like this is a very different movie from any of his previous movies. I'd say. He's so. one of like. I don't know. He's one of my absolute favorite filmmakers, like creators, period. Like, I love Edgar Wright. I think everything he does is like, even this, like, something like Baby Driver, which I put, like, to me, it falls in that, uh, like, uh, end of the world. World's End. World's End, sorry. Like, it's like, it's down, it's there for me. Like, his bottom is most people's, like. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's, he's, an amazing creative like so yeah we supposed to like, you can't say anything bad about him James yeah. could I'm sure um, he's fucking slow as fuck <laughs> this guy 
Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about him. That's he's, not what you told me off air. He's a cool dude. <laughs> you said he's a fucking loser. Yeah, you said I would never say that about anyone. Yeah, you said his mom sucks cocks in hell. Wow. Whoa. James, you said yeah, that? It was I really mean, weird. It sounds like me. Jesus. But oh, fuck, man. It sounds like <laughs> me. Let's rate this movie. Find out where it goes. John, this is your pick. All right. So overall, I'm giving this movie an eight. That's my like reaction. Sorry. And overall, I'm giving it a... Uh, 7.6. I don't know. Is this such a hard movie for me? I want to give it... On one hand, I want to give it way higher. On one hand, I want to give things lower. Like, hmm. to, I'm, I'm conflicted. I don't know. James, what do you think? Do you think this movie in like 20 years is going to stand up? I think that this movie is going to stand up better than I would have expected in 20 years. Yeah. I think people are going to look to this movie and be like... He did something different, and it I, it changed things in a little way that might have ripple effects. Yeah. Okay. She <laughs> was like, um, <laughs> "This movie's gonna be fucking buried. Um, people are gonna be talking about Mario. Um, that movie's the bomb. Super Mario Brothers. The I movie. mean, I honestly don't hear a lot of people talking about this movie. It's COVID, Ben. No one talks about anything. Well, <laughs> Yeah, of course. Blame everything on COVID. No, I think when it came out, everyone was talking about it a lot. Oh, people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, no, people talk about Endgame, you yeah, know, yeah. when it came out. <laughs> True. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's. I think people think of it fondly. I think it'll be looked back at. I okay. Oh, oh yeah, actually, I learned that they're gonna restart the shooting for uh, Avatar. Just well, thank God. Just so you know, John. Jesus, man. <laughs> Well, you know, well, so we're going to do all of those. I don't know if like, you guys We're going to do this. Avatar Month when those all come out. Oh, definitely. I can't wait. Do you guys remember when, when, when like COVID started and churches shut down? Yes. I started going to church. Cool. Um, I prayed every day. I lit a candle and I was just like, you're like, bring back, bring Avatar. back Avatar. I was like, James Cameron just has not had enough success in his life. He needs more. Mm-hmm. Bring back Avatar. Mm hmm. Uh, so my reaction's a seven overall, a six point eight. The big drag for me is the pacing. Boo! <laughs> boo this man! Dude, boo! Um, so if it wasn't for the pacing, it would be straight sevens. If I could have one, but, if I could have once you know, a year, I could like strike someone's review from the record. <laughs> it would be yours right now. But strike my if review. I have, if I could have like one strike of a review why why would you strike my he's not even he's like i'm not even that far he's one point lower than you on pacing <laughs> just you, you piss me off james uh do it strike it <laughs> my my reaction's a seven and my overall score is a 7.2 boo <laughs> i'd strike yours too. so what is that where do we land here so 7.2 overall oh, so my score is the right score apparently <laughs> Whatever's so it right. doesn't tie with anyone. Oh, really? So it's our new 34 in between Edge of Tomorrow and Die Hard with a Vengeance. There's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with that. No, that's good. Not at all. Man, Edge of Tomorrow was good. Good movie. Good fucking movie. Remember how Bloodshot was better, though? <laughs> Man, that movie. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was like watching the same movie, yeah, actually. I, wanna, I <laughs> fucking hate Vin Diesel. <laughs> We know. Come on, Vinny. 
<laughs> what are we? Not my uh, beanie. What are we watching next? Well, you know, it was down to two movies. Cutthroat Island. And I put it up to our followers on Instagram, yeah. and it was either going to be um, sudden death. Yeah, it was either going to be sudden death, JCVD, or above the law. You know, at what one? Above the law. Oh, you know, I was thinking it was time for us to revisit our good friend, Mr. Seagal. Seagal. <laughs> so next week, we're going to watch Above the Law, which I watched a trailer and it looks fantastic. Love it. Yeah. This used is- to rent it all the time. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've seen it. It was definitely a long time ago. See, Sudden what? Death? I've never seen Sudden Death. Oh, what, shit. what are we watching? Above the Law? Above yeah. the Law. Which one's this one about? I was thinking, Steven I was, Seagal is a cop. I was thinking Hard to Kill, which is Governor oh, Trent. Oh, yeah, Hard to Kill, yeah. Uh, above the, the Bank, Governor Trent. The Blood Bank. A blood Bank. Above <laughs> the Law is like he's an ex-CIA agent, but he has like, he's from a neighborhood where he's like friends with everyone and he's friends with all the mob Gino. guys. Boo. It's definitely a Gino. My dad, you know. My dad used to sell fucking to, spoons yeah. in Little Italy. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Above the law. Can you put that in right away so I don't forget? Yes. So I have to text you guys and be like, what movie are we watching? Um, well, great. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please listen. Check us out on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, on Apple Music. Is it iTunes? Apple music, iTunes? Apple. And at actionactionpodcast.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.